Yo, do you think it's weird that I'm like before my ride home from work every day, I just get a big cup of ice to chew on ice as I drive home? Is that weird? I like I feel like I kind of sneak it. Like I make it look like I have water in it, but it's just a cup of ice that I just chew on the way home. I almost said there's no ice police, but that's actually a very real thing. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like, I feel like I, like, hide it and shit. Like, I, like, tuck it in the side so nobody sees that it's just a cup of ice. Does it... Sh- <laughs> you know ice makes noise, right? You just well, fucking no, walk no, out of like No, dude, it's like a paper cup. So it doesn't really... All right, hold up. Fuck this. We gotta start this shit. All right? How are we gonna do this? Are you gonna fucking... You gonna send us in? Am I gonna send us in? Uh... I mean, I, I can host, or you, well, we're both hosts, I guess. I mean, are we even hosts? Well, are podcasters hosts, or are they yeah, just... Yeah, I would, I would consider a co-host, right? It's like, it's a co-host thing. I don't know. I mean, I'm used to doing this shit. I've, I sent us in, what, 30 times before? Plus yeah. all those extra secret ones that we didn't record? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that we didn't put out? It's been a while since we've done a project together. Uh, well, a project like this, anyway. Yeah, I mean, if you want to... If you want to send it in, you can, by all means. Look, I'll send it in this time. How about we do this? I'll Wait, send it dude, in this it, time. Is, can you hear the fucking dog? Is that going to fuck it up? Is that unprofessional? We have microphones now. This is this is going to be per- unprofessional no matter which way we cut it. There's no level of... We could have got the most expensive mics in the world. It still wouldn't have been professional. You're right. I don't know why I said that. I'm literally eating a Jolly Rancher. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you getting your head in the game? You got your sugar levels up? I'm ready. All right, so what we're going to do, I'll send us in this time, you send us in next time, all right? Well, what if you do a really good job this time? Listen, we got it. Have you ever, like, thought about experimenting a little bit? Like, not not sexually. (laughs) I'm pretty secure, if that's what you mean. Look, I'll send us in this time, you send us in next time. Third time, who knows? We'll just see who does it better. All right? You ready? All right, yeah. Are you ready for this shit? Yeah. Yeah, All right. I'll, I'll, I'll chew the Jolly Rancher and then we can, we can get going. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the first episode of Variations of Normal. I'm your host, Ant, and uh, I'm still with Paul. He won't leave my house. So I figured, (laughs) fuck it, why not? Let's fucking record some shit. Yeah, uh, I came here, bought a PlayStation game, and I've been playing ever since. So Paul had uh, invited himself over on Tuesday and uh, proceeded to just not fucking leave for the rest of the week. So we've had a lot of bonding time, uh, a lot of prep time for this this podcast that we're doing, um, and a lot of love shared. I'm sure he's way happier with me than he is with his girlfriend. <laughs> no, she, you are the best, and I love you. Well, I can honestly say I just would have much rather had my girlfriend over than Paul, but whatever, I'll take what I got. Yeah, I mean, I don't put out, but I stayed on his couch for, what was it, three nights? Yeah, you stayed on my couch for three nights, and... I did admire your beauty every morning I woke up, and you were just laying there, just just more dead every following day. 
So yeah, well into the morning, I was, I was gaming hard. Paul had bought a game that he wanted to play, and he asked if he could come over and play it. And I thought that meant for a couple hours. Paul meant for a couple days. <laughs> that motherfucker, it was amazing. The, just the quality of effort that he put out. So I didn't really know what I looked like with bloodshot eyes before, but now I do, and it's disgusting. <laughs> the, the best thing I think I've ever woken up to was walking out of my room and looking at Paul in his bloodshot eyes, eyes crusted over, and him saying, I am the ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> it was fucking beautiful. The game is dope. Basically, it's a game about a samurai who... they, The Mongols... <laughs> we fucking hate the Mongols. <laughs> the, in this game, they're real... They're real bastards. <laughs> we fucking hate the Mongols. The Mongols, right? the Mongols come in. They come into Japan. They're trying to invade, and they we, basically just fuck up all the samurai because samurai are trying to fight honorably, and the Mongols fight fucking filthy. <laughs> so what does Paul do? He fights filthy back. Yep. <laughs> and that's the premise of the game. You're giving up your samurai bushido code, and you're fighting like a little bitch. <laughs> it, it reminds me of the, some of the craziest shit I saw on the internet this week was that there was a, a landlord and a tenant. They had a disagreement. <laughs> I can see. I can. Who was the Mongol? <laughs> who was the fucking Mongol? The landlord. Fuck him. The landlord was Kublai Khan, and he had a vast real estate empire, and this tenant was not having it. So, in real life... He decapitated him with a katana. <laughs> wow, I, yeah, I didn't see that coming. No, that is, that's a real story. That, that actually happened. Was it over like a, like a financial dispute or it just, he was just a fucking bastard? You, we don't know. We, we have no idea. <laughs> You, so you came with a story and have no details. You were just like, <laughs> two, there, two sentences in and out. The story wasn't any details. It was like, they had a disagreement. The landlord called the police on him before. He wanted him to move out. And then he, for some reason, owned a katana and killed the landlord. <laughs> okay. What's crazy to me is like, where's the end game? What's the goal? I don't know. I mean, he's been arrested obviously yeah but where do you go from that like like the thought process right it's like okay get get yourself into his shoes right are you talking about the ronin (laughs) yeah you want samurai without a master (laughs) you've been a samurai for about 40 hours straight now all right get into his head right your landlord he's being a douche you're fucking sick of it he called the cops on you again it's like what the fuck are you supposed to do do you just explain yourself to the cops or do you do the logical thing do you take your katana out and do you fucking cut his head off put yourself in his shoes you were a samurai what would you do in that situation (laughs) well as a samurai i i would actually have my own estate because (laughs) samurai lived in feudal japan and that's all about you have your you have your governor who was I think the word is the Jito, and then <laughs> the Jito has a bunch of other lords that he 
in terms lords over, and then those lords are the ones who become samurai, and they live in estates. They're like noblemen in feudal Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could. I wish you could hear what I could hear. And Paul is explaining this, and my fucking neighbor is is out of his mind. And he's on his deck blasting the violin version of the final countdown <laughs> as, as Paul is explaining this. <laughs> I wonder if that guy with the katana was listening to something similar. <laughs> you have to be a complete psycho to listen to that kind of music. Because he blasted at ignorant levels. At all, all hours the of the morning. <laughs> he is the most ignorant person on the block. Yeah, when I went to go walk the dog, who you might be hearing prancing around like an asshole like in the background. Fucking, yeah, because she fucking owns the place. It's her estate here. <laughs> She's the only lord in this. <laughs> yeah. I'm the what? I'm the Jito? <laughs> what do you say? No, you're the peasants. <laughs> There's peasants in feudal Japan. I'm fucking, I'm tied up. I'm just my knees on the ground ready to get my head cut off and my fucking dog is prancing around ready to cut it off at any moment. <laughs> oh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is your dog is a Japanese breed. She's a Shiba. And I, when I was walking her, uh, this guy, this asshole was playing <laughs> the Rocky theme. Yeah, dude, you can... You, I don't think yeah. you can pick it up on the on the mics. But the thing is, like, I feel like my dog kind of gets into it. Like, she gets hyped up a little bit. She gets a little jacked up when she hears this shit. She she walks with a little bit more pep in her step. Yeah. So, not only was that fucking playing, incidentally, who, I'm assuming based off the pronunciation of the word, this was a Japanese woman with her two kids, a little boy and a little girl, and she was like, is it Akira? And I was like, a Shiba. <laughs> She's a Shiba. <laughs> See, <laughs> I don't know if she was saying, like, Akira is a word of a dog breed, or if she mispronounced the dog's name, Appa, or, or or what the fuck. But the kids loved it, and she was so hyped, she used the leash and almost took out the little girl with, like, a tabletop combo. I had to fucking <laughs> lasso around this poor girl before Appa just fucking took her out while the Rocky theme is playing in the background. <laughs> now, yeah, he, he plays it on repeat. It's fucking crazy. He's playing it, like, fucking 45 minutes ago now what <laughs> what's the most bizarre thing in the story to me is i've spoken to this woman before perfect english she's had perfect english every time i've spoken to her then that must be a japanese dog breed name because the pronunciation was just like everything i heard in the game <laughs> she was the ronin <laughs> anyway I don't think we ever really, like, properly introduced ourselves in that ten minutes of ranting about you playing a fucking game. So, I guess we should kind of start with, like, you know, we've obviously been good friends. We've been friends since fucking middle school. Um, yeah. Kind of grew up together. Um, definitely went through a phase, probably in, like, high school, when we kind of, like, fell apart, like, fell out of touch. Do you remember, I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember you were at Buffalo Wild Wings? You were walking out as I was walking in. It was sometime in high school. And yes. we just ran up to each other and gave each other a hug. And we were like, yo, we gotta start hanging out soon. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So that kind of evolved I don't know, sometime around college, right? Yeah, and then we met up at McDonald's one time, and then we just started talking. And then, I don't know, we just had a few deep talks that just led more shit, and then we just hang out, and then... Uh, 
it we, evo- yeah, we just we've been good friends ever since. It just evolved into project after project, and uh, you know, kind of watching each other grow. Um, you know, we started in middle school, and we were both kind of stupid assholes. Um, For but- sure, <laughs> I apologize to anyone who knew me under the age of twenty-five. That's how old <laughs> I am right now, and I feel like I'm pretty good right now. But uh, I'm probably going to say I apologize to anyone who knew me under the age of 26 a year from now. <laughs> yeah, it was it was rough. Our, our childhoods were we were we were kind of douchey. But I mean, everybody is as a fucking kid, right? That's what's fucked up, dude. Like you grow up, right? And as you're as you're like that age, you're just like the fucking the world is is just anything you fucking want it to be. Like you own that shit. Like everything just feels fucking perfect. And at least for me, you kind of get older and you're like, oh shit. And then you get older and older and you realize it's not like that at all. That's what I like to think of as freshman year syndrome. <laughs> yeah, dude. You, I... you got the world fucking right ahead of you and then you think you're the shit because you just finished eighth grade <laughs> and then you get in to whatever stage of life it is and then some fucking senior says your shorts are gay or something. <laughs> and they just they just fucking tear you down to the size you are. Yeah, so then like a senior just <laughs> belittling you and emasculating you. It just, sounds like you've been through some just shit. Sounds just <laughs> it sounds like you've been I through some I can't even finish the thought you're making me laugh. <laughs> That's just a metaphor for something in life. Someone in life is just gonna come over and belittle you for something that you like. <laughs> like comic books? Exactly. I love comic books. Yeah, no, it's definitely like the the less you know, the more you feel like you know. And uh it's it's been I mean, it's unfortunate, but the more I'm learning the less I understand I, I know and uh it's just it's kind of fucked up so this whole deal is just it's a dialogue to just have with our friends like we just we thought this idea and we like i said we had the podcast before um did we mention that did we mention that we had a podcast before and it was fun it was called we're not even we're not even gonna go what it's called because it's done we deleted that shit it's gone it's It's gone from the earth it's done but what was beautiful about it was it kind of gave us all an excuse to hang out um, we had a bunch of like special guests, if you want to call them special. They were just <laughs> our boys that would call into our fucking one of our cell phones that we put on speaker or the aux cord if we happen to record in a parking lot because we couldn't get a secure location to record. And then we would just play it into the voice memo of my phone, and then I would edit it at my fucking summer internship <laughs> because they didn't give me any work to do except for making copies. So once I finished making copies. I just fucking would edit this shit in Adobe Premiere, which I had from my fucking school software. <laughs> yeah, we we definitely rigged that shit pretty hard. Um, it was garbage for sure. The quality, like the quality of the audio, the content is pretty good. If you listen to it while it's coming out, good for you. If not, you got a lot coming your way. Yeah. But so basically, this is just gonna be conversations with each other. We're gonna we're gonna joke. We're going to laugh, we're going to get serious sometimes, but not too serious, because who want to listen to that shit? But basically, we're just going to be taking on different variations of what we think is the normal. Well, it's... The beautiful thing about all this is, as you grow older, you fucking grow away from your friends. So this is kind of like an excuse to, to for everybody to meet up and just have a good time. Like, you were just sitting down, we're going to have a dialogue, you guys are going to be the fourth member. Third member, fourth member. Exactly. 
We're going to have a normal topic, but the thing is, everyone has something to say about everything. Of course. So sometimes you can have a very normal conversation, and then sometimes it, it, it varies. Paul is really trying to push the title. <laughs> You're like really trying to push it. Yeah, I am. It's variations yeah. of normal. <laughs> but... I mean, you, you're kind of in like a, a little bit more of a unique situation. You, you kind of, I mean, people that are listening that know you understand this, but you're, you're a comedian in New York City. I don't know if I can say I'm a comedian in New I York City. I tell all of my friends that you're a <laughs> <laughs> I need to give you a little bit of clout. I'm like, yeah, I know a comedian. <laughs> I live in Connecticut and I work in New York. Not in comedy. I have not gotten paid for comedy once. You've, Not even in our old podcast did we even generate ad revenue. We, are, <laughs> I know that usually I'm pretty like against you right now, but I'm trying to like build you up. Don't knock yourself down. So, Paul, I've been to a bunch of his shows, and though he doesn't like make a lot of money or any money, it sure does yet. fucking cost a shitload of money to fucking go to one of his shows. <laughs> it's, the comedy industry is pretty fucked up. Yeah, dude, what the fuck? Well, the thing is, as a comic... There is zero barrier to entry. You can pick up any guy off the street oh, that dude. just wants to do stand-up, and I know you've seen them because they've been at my shows. <laughs> yeah. And well, I, don't even, I can't even call them my shows. They're shows that I performed at. I'm not producing it. I'm not running it. I'm not the headliner. I'm not even the fucking host. So... <laughs> you did host some shit, though, right? You're I, the host. I hosted open mics. I hosted open mics for uh, Laughing Buddha Comedy. It's a comedy school in New York City. Um, however, we're in quarantine right now, so it's not really a thing. And I, like I said, I live in Connecticut. I commute to work in New York city and I would do stand up at night or on the weekends, pretty much only on the weekends. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's true. I did come dude. I've going to work like super early in the morning. Like I do going to the city and then going to work after. Cause dude, you would, you'd be on at like 11 o'clock at night. In like the basement of a fucking brothel. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's comedy. You go to these fucking basements, and like I said, there's zero barrier to entry. Anyone can get in. The only thing that you have to do to perform and get seen by club managers, agents, bookers, or whoever the fuck they say is there, but really isn't. They, you just have to bring a certain amount of paying guests that will pay a cover fee. And then buy two drinks that happen to be seventeen eighty six each. Even the waters. <laughs> exactly. I, I go there, I'll get like a pack of Sour Patch Kids and like two bottles of fucking reused water. <laughs> get my bill at the end, it's like fucking $80. I truly feel bad asking people to come to shows like that because... For so long, I'm just getting started and I wanted to do these shows and I thought... Oh, you know, if I do the show, I'll get seen by this person. And even though there were people there, in skill level and experience, I was nowhere near close to what I wanted to achieve. I just went in there super cocky. <laughs> I was like, yo, well, I'm the funniest person here. Fuck that shit. And then I go in, do my shit, and I would do five minutes of material, which about maybe a minute was actually funny. And the rest of it was just me rambling, thinking I was the greatest. And you know what that's called? Freshman syndrome. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that was the thing about comedy is what's crazy about it is it's the only art form that you can learn and get better at 
by publicly humiliating yourself. <laughs> Dude, that's shit so crazy. I, I just can't even imagine going up on stage and just bombing. Yeah, but well, you get used to it, though, because then once you realize that everyone's in on it, unless it's like a show, like one of your first shows, and you fucking blow your load... <laughs> And it just doesn't go well. Like, you just do all your best material in three minutes, and then you have two minutes that you thought would extend for the whole time, and then you get to try to talk to the crowd, but the crowd doesn't like you because you fucking sucked. And and then you got to try to make conversation for two minutes when you... Everyone knows you have nothing because you fucking sucked the first three minutes. Well, the thing is, too, it's like you already are like... Like, the negative light is all on you. And it is impossible in two minutes to get that shit to turn. And you're just dying for the fucking signal light they're going to flash at you <laughs> to get you off the stage. And then it just never comes. And then you fucking see the light and then that tells you you got one minute left. And you're like, well, I don't want to fucking be a huge bitch and then just get off the stage when I see the light. I got to I gotta end with something. Just start crying like you just mentally break down on the stage no i've never i've never broken down i've never cried uh there's definitely been some nights where i've gotten off stage and just taken that long walk to the subway and then to grand central and then that hour and a half ride back to just fucking connecticut and i'm just like what am i doing and then there's nights where you feel like yo i'm gonna be on jimmy fallon show next week but but it, it's just like it, it comes and goes and like the thing that's hard about stand-up is you gotta get the audience to know you and like just get you gotta let them into your world in five minutes you gotta get a bunch of strangers to know and understand who you are in five minutes and in order to do that you have to understand who you are so yeah what are you gonna say no nah, i was gonna say we all know that you have problems well at least i know you're kind of it took a while for you to kind of get in your groove and like figure out who you were. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you're in your early 20s, it like it's tough because you're developing who you are like as a person, what you want to be, what kind of person do you want to be? What are your goals? What are your aspirations? And it's it's a very your 20s are very important because that's when you kind of like plant the seeds to be who you are for the rest of your life. Well, the fucked up thing, dude, is up until about 22, if you go to college, when you graduate college, it's like fast succession. Like, you go to elementary school, then boom, that's done. You go to middle school, then boom. It's like all in four-year chunks. And the thing that's fucked up, dude, I got out of I got out of college, and I started my job, and I remember thinking on about the third day, I was like, wow, I got fucking like at least 30 years to go. And it just fucking deflated me. I like, yeah. I like instantly started into like going in and I'm gonna say not enjoying what I do. I mean, and, you'd live life in like four year increments. Yeah, it's and then you and then they just fucking you're like you're fucking having fun. It's like half of it is like fucking partying and just like chilling with your friends and like bullshit and like yeah, fuck it, I'll do like college on the side and shit. And then it's all like straight serious. Like okay, now you have to fucking like. You got a job, and soon you're going to have a girlfriend, then you're going to get married, then you're going to have a kid, and it's fucking, like, super overwhelming. Well, that's overwhelming, and then the flip side is overwhelming when you don't have any of those things. <laughs> yeah, you come Like out, me. And you're just limp dick straight out of college. <laughs> I, came, I came out of college. I had, I had an internship. Like I said, I would 
edit our old podcast because <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. They didn't know what the fuck I was doing either. They just, you know, they were nice enough to give me an internship because I had a good interview and I had a school connection from because I went to an alumni uh, meeting event at school. I didn't know the guy before this. Actually, my friend knew him and he had his con- a conversation with him. He got offered the position. <laughs> But then it was something he didn't want to do or whatever the fuck. So he sent it to me. And I was like, please and thank you. So then I, I ended up getting it. But then after that, they're like, oh, so what are you going to do after this? And I was like, oh, I'll probably just go to like an open mic after this. And they're like, no, 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 no not tonight. Like, we're, we don't want to know what your plans are. We're not going to hang out. <laughs> yeah, like, but like, what are you doing after this? And I was just like, oh. I'm um, going to be a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't fucking know. I was like, I'm fucking... Who the fuck knows, man? You guys aren't offering me a job? How the fuck should I know? I was really banking on that shit. I made copies for you guys all summer. (laughs) Edited a podcast. You hear that shit? It's pretty funny. I actually sent it to the guy I worked for. I never heard from him. (laughs) That's that's fucking awful. Well, actually, the guy who sat next to me actually helped me make it and he would like work through and this guy was mad cool and we would just talk about like anything like he wasn't doing work sometimes and we would just fucking talk about mike tyson for like two and a half hours (laughs) (laughs) well anyway i will you is that your introduction you good now everybody fucking knows everything about you are you happy with that it's give me my turn give me my turn i i need i need the people to know who i am all right, yeah, way to really kill my momentum. But yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Let, <laughs> let, let everyone know who you are. Listen, you fucking, you're a comedian. Congratulations. You fucking bombed on stage, like, a couple times. You fucking whined and bitched. And look, life is looking up for you. You got a girlfriend. You're chilling. I got a job, too. You got a job, a girlfriend. You're good. <laughs> Me? Dude, I feel, you know, I was like, I was dead set in college. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to grind this shit. I was a shitty high school student. I fucking sucked in high school. You remember me in high school. I fucking sucked. Yep. But I got my shit together, started, you know, really grinding college, graduated college with an engineering degree, figured life is going to be awesome. This is, this is, (laughs) (laughs) this is what I've been working hard for, for four fucking years of my life. And boy, did that shit, the fucking wind instantly just stop blowing my sailboat. (laughs) Boy, was I wrong. (laughs) So I'm I'm getting getting close to five years um, at my place, and uh, realize that Paul's a comedian. I got a couple friends that are musicians. Like they're they're all pretty multi talented people. You know, not well the other people anyway. <laughs> but I realize that like I don't really have a hobby or a skill. So I've I've been struggling with that for for a couple years. You know, just like constantly trying to come up with like these fucking bombastic projects that would never pan out for even like the most skilled people just constantly coming up with ideas i i turned myself into the idea guy and then also turned myself into the quitter of the group yep <laughs> yep so I, i'm still trying to figure it out kind of get my footing on everything um yeah you were gonna make a video game you were gonna like develop and write the whole thing well it wasn't yeah i was I was, I really wanted to, like, I feel like that's kind of my, what I want in life. Like, everybody has their dream, and at first, when I started working, I thought it was retirement. I thought that was my dream job. 
But I think what it is is I really like I want to develop something that people love and like this is gonna sound so stupid, but Jesus dude, my dog is fucking running around like an asshole. But <laughs> I mean I'm sure you get it with like comedy, but I like I wanted to develop media that kinda like help people smile and like bring them happiness, you know, make them feel good. You know, I've never had like I've never had like that email where it was just like, fuck man, like your shit really helped me get through a day. And I think that's what like I'm driving for. But anyway, baby steps. Stop chewing on that, you little fuck. <laughs> Ant's dog Appa was just chewing on the charger to my computer. <laughs> I love if that, that thing fails, <laughs> this podcast is done for. <laughs> I love this dog, dude. She's so fucking cool. But uh, anyway, I I st- always start my projects big as shit, and then they always it's like destined for failure. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of dialing back and. I just I just want a hobby. I just want a hobby and a skill. So I picked up picked up drawing, and we're gonna see how long that takes for me to quit. <laughs> but I really, if I'm gonna be in something, I'm gonna go all in. And you know I went all in. Yeah, you bought a two hundred. He bought a two hundred dollar graphic tablet, and then that's how he made the logo for this podcast you're looking at right now. So shout out to the graphic tablet. That thing did all the work. <laughs> but. Yeah, it's it's just been kind of like a a constant, a constant trying to figure out and have projects and and you know this project kind of picked up and Paul and I have a side project going on which I absolutely fucking despise. The podcast? No, the Halo. Oh, the fucking <laughs> Halo, dude! I thought I loved the Halo series. I thought I loved it. It was like it was like Star Wars to me. Like I loved it. I I have a tattoo on my back that has an Xbox on it. From the Christmas that I got Halo. It's for my mom. She passed away. But there's an Xbox on my back. And <laughs> for a second, like, I was like, yo, I did not know this. Yeah, no, I got, my mom passed away from lung cancer. So I, I got a tattoo. Her favorite holiday was Christmas. And I kind of, it was, it's a Christmas tree with her decorating it. Rudolph's in there because we always watched that when we were, well, every year um, from when I was a kid. And the premise of the tattoo is to, to grab all the Christmas presents that were like really memorable throughout my life. And it just so happens that one of them is an Xbox. And the reason why it was so memorable was because Halo was a launch title for that shit. And I remember getting to the second level when you're like introduced to the ring and you could see like individual blades of grass. And it was just so mind blowing at the time that like my feeble little brain couldn't understand that like this shit's a video game and I'm like playing it. Yeah. So I fucking love the Halo series until Paul came along. <laughs> well, actually, I was minding my own damn business, and then I get a text from you. No, says, you fucking lying piece of shit. You said, yo, do you want to play the entire Master Chief collection? And no. I said, yes, I'm in. You <laughs> asked three other people to do that, and one of them was a co-worker. And Two then of you... them were a co-worker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it was a phone call, right? And you, did you call me or did I call you? You called me. I called you. So, maybe you weren't lying. Maybe, maybe, I was definitely leaning into you and I playing Halo. I never lie on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I tried to to coax some of my walk, or some of my workers, co-workers into playing. And uh, they, dude, we would have never gotten as far as we did, because they're quitters just like me. But you? Seems like you work with a team of winners. It's 
anybody that's an engineer is a fucking quitter. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. It's probably why our country's infrastructure is so awful. So anyway, we played Halo 1 and I fucking absolutely loved it. It was like I was a kid again. And then every Halo after that, I've been fucking miserable. I've hated it. I've wanted to quit. And Paul can't. He can't quit. Nope. So I swore to myself, I remember having this thought in my head three days prior to you saying we should, continue, or we should do this podcast. I was just like, I am never, ever doing a project with Paul again. <laughs> <laughs> He's sucking all the fun out of Halo. And then three days later, you said, dude, it's time to start this podcast. And I instantly said, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of the whole... That's what kind of works with us, though. Like, we're, we're kind of opposite in a lot of different aspects. But it's, it's working. Yeah, definitely. You're, you're the driving factor. I'm pretty much teetering on the edge of, of quitting at a moment. No, I'm not, I'm not that bad. I don't want people to think that we're I'm trying to think at... of a metaphor for how much of a bitch you are, and I just can't. <laughs> I just can't find one that I like. There's I'm... so many. <laughs> I just can't pick my favorite one. By the time I pick one, the hype is going to be totally gone, and it's, it's just going to fall flat. This is kind of going back to uh, Paul not leaving my house for fucking three days. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm so close to just kicking him out. Because I'm just so sick of seeing him sitting in that fucking... He's, there's like an indent of his ass on, my, on the couch <laughs> because he hasn't fucking moved for 40 fucking hours as he, play, as he neglects the dog and plays the video game. <laughs> I walked that dog for hours and she still wouldn't poop. Except that one time at night, she just fucking let loose and <laughs> just took a behemoth shit. <laughs> I told you, it's she has her spots. The dog, this fuck. I took her to all the spots. It's crazy, dude. It's insane. This dog only shits in certain spots, and it's on the other side of the complex. It's nowhere close. You you have to know if you, if that dog's gonna take a shit, you're in for at least a ten or fifteen minute walk. Yep. Or forty minutes. Well, now she's doing this thing where she doesn't walk. She just sits there. And, I'm, and she just refuses to walk, refuses to shit, and just barks at cats, stray cats that are running around the complex. And I have to fucking pick her up sometimes. Or dude, there was last her, night. Drag her, bitch. You gotta... Dude. Oh, you think I haven't dragged her? You listen, think I haven't gave her a few tugs? <laughs> listen, you can't let her think she won. I know... Dude, I've done so much research on, like, the psychology of dogs, so I don't make her think she's the fucking king of the world and you can't let her win with that shit you need to fucking put her on her feet you need to get down on a knee tell her this is my walk you're just on it with me you're just here to poop you're just here to poop i'm having fun you're here with me well after 40 minutes or so i was just like listen i'm gonna drag you i'll pull you or i'll fucking carry you because i have to save tsushima <laughs> You know what my favorite thing to do with this dog? I'm kind of like doing it a little bit right now. Is all like, I mean, you've seen it. I'll like text you and be like, this dog is fucking out of control. She's a fucking maniac. Meanwhile, she's like politely sitting there, like waiting to have my attention so I can play with her a little bit. And then she like goes off and does her own thing. She's like a fucking angel. You've experienced this. Mm -hmm. She really is a good dog. But I fucking love ripping into her. 
just telling everybody she's a fucking maniac. She's such an asshole. <laughs> You're like, look at my dog. That fucking little hoe. <laughs> God, I love You've that said dog. it so many times that when I walk her and call my girlfriend, I'm like, oh, this fucking little hoe. She's like, what'd you call me? I'm like, no, it's the dog. She's being a bitch. <laughs> yeah, dude. But she's not. She's just like being good. But it's so much fun to do because she's so innocent. She's like so innocent and naive. Still loves everything. One day I'm gonna have I'm gonna get a dog, but I know before that I'm gonna have to adopt my girlfriend's cat. You don't just kill it. <laughs> just you don't want a fucking cat. I feel like I could, I really was against cats, and then I feel like I could get behind cats. You need to- depending on the cat. Some cats really fucking suck. Other cats they'll sit there, they'll cuddle with you, they'll eat their shit and then they'll hide and then you don't have to worry about them as much dogs need a lot more attention they do but everybody says like oh the good cat is a cat that's like a dog so who the fuck says that everybody fucking wants a cat that's dog like then why don't they just get a dog exactly well you got a dog that's like a cat no she's not like a fucking cat yeah she is how she's small meows (laughs) meows <laughs> her bark is a loud cough dude she's <laughs> fucking little don't don't you talk shit about my dog no I'll, I'll one of the funniest you. things you said about your dog is when you got her spayed which i don't know what that involves i used to think spayed was sprayed so they would just like melt her vagina fluids away <laughs> so she couldn't make any puppies or something i don't know when what was spayed... that like last year uh yeah so <laughs> Or when when did you get her spayed? Like six months ago. Oh my god! So I I didn't know what that meant, but I thought one of the funniest things was when you go, "Yeah, I just got her spayed." No one fucks my dog. <laughs> Which coincidentally doesn't stop another dog from fucking her. It just stops her from having any enjoyment of it. <laughs> the other really funny dog story you told me was when. One of your friends found out his dog was gay. <laughs> and he was super disappointed about it. Now, let's preface this. <laughs> he, my friend grew up in, in a rough neighborhood. We'll say it's a rough neighborhood. So he learned things a little backwards. And we, we worked together at the time. And I remember he he raised this dog from, like, birth. Like, his dog had this dog, so he, like, he, like, ripped the fucking dog out of his dog's uterus and, like... What the fuck? You have to rip it out? Like, he just fucking... Like like a ripcord? Basketball. (laughs) Yeah. Took a knife, fucking chopped the, uh, the ability... Whatever the... What's the shit that comes out of your belly? Dogs have umbilical cords? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. But... I've never seen a dog belly button before, and I was not ready for that. No, so his dog shit out his new dog, mm-hmm. and uh, he was raising it from when, when he was a baby. And the do- his dog, when it was older, one time humped another dog that wasn't a girl. And <laughs> That's it? <laughs> yeah, just like, he was just like throwing down some thrusts. <laughs> and Throwing sack. And this fucking dude, it, he's so funny. He fucking barges into to work, and he's like, oh, he's all like pissed off, like his head's down, he's walking quick, and like I swear it was like, he like walked past me, didn't say anything, and like sat in the corner and like crossed his arms. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and just like pouted, just looking at the wall. Just like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I walk over to him, and he's like, he's such a happy dude. And I'm going to try to do my best impression. I'm like, yo, it's, his name's Ant. Same. I'm like, Ant, what's, what's going on, man? Like, what's wrong? He goes, Ant. Ant. Herc, man. You know Herc, my dog Hercules? I'm like, yeah. He goes, man, I think he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it really was like true emotion. And I'm like, dude, who fucking cares? Like, what do you mean? He's like, man, Herc was humping his cousin, man, and his cousin's a boy. <laughs> incest, too. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, I see how frustrated he is. And I look at him, and I was just like, Ant, your dog is fucking gay. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I think, I would like to think he was joking. But I think the emotion was a little bit real. And the, was he concerned the dog was going to continue its family legacy because it only liked <laughs> boys? Like, he was, like, super concerned his dog couldn't get married in our state. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the, dude, the best part, I don't, I don't think I've, I've elaborated this far. We worked with a kid who was gay. Oh, my God. And he was he's a really nice kid. He was he was a little bit younger than me, but he was he was he still is, I'm sure I don't know, I haven't talked to him, he might be a piece of shit now. But he was a really good kid. And uh ever since like Ant said that, I would like go up to him and I'd be like, Yo, I'm not I'm not gonna say his name. I was like, Yo, he said you look really tight in those pants today. <laughs> I'd be like, Come on, Ant, stop with the gay shit. <laughs> I'd be like, dude, it's cool, your dog's gay. <laughs> But uh, it was it was kind of beautiful to see because this was all kind of like in the beginning, and because we worked with the with somebody who was gay, Ant actually like he started to like work his way out of like his homophobia and shit, and like started to kind of accept it a little more. So now his dog has a pink collar. <laughs> <laughs> He's Herculina, <laughs> and Ant's a proud father. So the dog is trans now, no, or just dude. or just gay? He, listen, <laughs> the dog, the dog can be whatever the dog wants to be. All right, it's cool. Wait, do you think if humans that are trans, like they're born one gender, but they know they're another, do you think other animals can do that? I can say I don't know what it's like. I don't think dogs are aware that they're a boy or a girl. Like, dogs are pretty smart, but they're also pretty fucking stupid. I don't think they have that, like, capability. Yeah, I've seen uh, female dogs hump as if they had a dick. And I don't... I, I, I don't, don't know. Think, I don't think I've ever seen a boy dog squat to take a piss, though. Unless it was, like, old. Like, they're, that's how you tell the difference. Boy dogs lift up, girl dogs squat. You never, like, like, that's never been a thing. But, like, oh, shit. My dog's, like, Hercules is just squatting low to take a piss. He's just fucking wieners dragging on the ground. Yeah. But, yeah, that, dude, that shit was so funny. 
It was fun. I mean, you, you kind of think about it. Maybe like maybe now it wouldn't be too funny because I'm a little bit like, I guess you can say more mature. <laughs> and you kind of like go through and you realize like, hmm, maybe gay isn't an insult. <laughs> you know, maybe it's like, like sometimes, dude, it's just like, maybe they got the right idea. Like maybe gay people got the right idea. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever just had an ex-girlfriend that just, would just fuck, <laughs> I'm barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm definitely segregating the, half the community right now. I don't know <laughs> what you're getting at. <laughs> I'm going to stop it there. <laughs> All right, fair Before enough. Before I get myself in trouble. I don't know where you were going with that one, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I think the moral of the story is... I'm trying to work gay out of my, my vocabulary, unless it's just saying somebody's gay. Oh, like, instead of saying something's whack, or, I guess I have it backwards. Like, if you think something's whack, you're like, oh man, that shit's gay. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Because it's, you, you start to think about it. Again, this is like the, the curse of getting older, where you start to have, like, a conscience. Um, yeah, you get, like, other perspectives. <laughs> yeah, like, I, you know, I know a couple gay people now, and I'm just like, hmm, they seem pretty normal to me. <laughs> you know, it's just like, maybe I should work this out of my vocabulary. Yeah. So, I'm trying. I'm failing a little bit. But, like, you don't really think of, like, like, gay to me isn't, like, a gay person. Well, that's because we, we I feel like where we grew up in Norwalk, Connecticut... There's so much ignorance. Yeah, but, like, you don't... But, like, no one knows, but, like, everyone participates. Like, at least as kids. And I don't know if that... No, actually, I'm pretty sure it's... It's definitely unique for where we came from. Because when I went to school and I realized people don't talk like I do, it's because I'm an asshole. <laughs> and I'm just, like, saying ignorant shit. And I was like, I don't get it. Like, what's the big deal? Like, it's not like that. But then you realize, like, what's acceptable versus unacceptable. And then, again, that's, that's the college freshman year syndrome <laughs> where you realize things aren't what they seem. No, it's, uh, it's, it's fucked up because, like, again, you, you say shit without understanding the context behind what you're saying. And it's, as, like, again, as I got older, I started to realize, I'm like, wow, fuck, man. Like, why the fuck would I say that shit? Yeah. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I never called... I don't think... I can honestly say, I've never called somebody gay and meant that they're a homosexual. Like, I've never... It, I've, it's just like, until a couple years ago, like, those two wires just never connected to me. Like, when I would say it, I wouldn't be like, oh, you're fucking homosexual. I'd be like, yeah, you're fucking gay. But there were two <laughs> different things in my head. Like, gay was just like somebody who was just annoying. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it was used when we were growing up, at least. But then you, you like, it gets so ingrained, and you're, I just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a better person, man. I'm trying. <laughs> but, I don't think it helps that you work with people that are 20 years older than you. I work. And they're all <laughs> even worse. I work with the most ignorant, <laughs> I won't say. It's, it's funny, because you see, like, these generational, like, steps in, like, thought process and, like, philosophy. And it's jarring, for sure. Like, yeah. Like, the, the level of just not being considerate towards, like, humans is, like, it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, 
I, listen, I don't want to. That's like, probably why our generation is so fucked. <laughs> like, no, dude, have, I don't think so. Worst, I don't think so. No, not, not we're not like fucked in the sense that like we're doing everything wrong. I think I'm saying is that we're fucked in the sense that we've been fucked over by the previous generation. Oh yeah, like, oh like you mean like a like like a gay kind of fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I am guess I, you, I, this I guess you could say that. I don't know, like the student loan crisis, like oh that whole God. thing. I am getting fucked by that. It is not pleasant. I'm, it is very unpleasant. I'm so glad to be done with that shit. There are 600 reasons I hate student loans every month, <laughs> and there are <laughs> see Appa knows. <laughs> she said, She's like fuck student loans. She said, don't say that word. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like the S word. <laughs> Like the SL, don't say the SL word around Appa. She gets really fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah, dude, it, that's fucking crazy. It's, but there's like no solution to fucking anything. Hey, don't you do that? Who are you coughing at? <laughs> dude, it's a bark, and she's ferocious. You hear that shit? Listen, that, what listen is she that barking at? Time. She's barking at you for making fun of her. <laughs> that's what she's barking at. <laughs> Yeah, look at her. She's mean mugging your bitch ass. She's fine when I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, because you're not making fun of her. You're not talking shit. She don't like shit talkers. She's a respectable lady. I think she's barking at a reflection. Yeah, probably. She's pretty fucking stupid. Oh, wait. Someone sent me a TikTok today of, uh, of like a husky puppy that mm. which just like was howling a little bit. And she freaked, she freaked out. the fuck out. I jumped. <laughs> she goes. Dude, she we, attacked me because she thought I was the dog. When she hears another dog in her fucking territory, she goes into straight kill mode. She does not fuck with that shit. But little bit of derailing. Getting back to our generation. Yeah. See, I don't think. I mean, we're fucked financially for sure. But I think is like like a human like looking at it from like humanity's perspective. I think we're going to be, like, a step in the right direction. I think it's a course correction. I feel like a lot of people are trying to, I don't know, consider others in their decisions. <laughs> like, yeah, like, the realization that, like, hmm, maybe, like, black people are like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Oh, yeah, they are, uh, yeah, they're, they're humans, and uh, they're, they're pretty smart. <laughs> they're, like... Dude, they're like they're like us. They're like us. <laughs> Herman. <laughs> Can you believe it? Can you believe it, Herman? We've been studying them for years. They're just like white people. And then like like the older general behind them is just like just towering over them like they're not like us. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It's like the shit that I got to deal with all the time because I work with like an older generation. Yeah, I think I just saw a story in the news that said I don't know if it was a governor or a mayor or something. Just blatantly said the N word. And it's, it's just like, it's because of those N words in Detroit that oh this my corona is not going well. God. I didn't read the article, but I was just like, yo, how could you be so boldly racist? How? It's just, again, the gravity behind the word is like fucking crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's honestly, it's mind blowing how like you have people that like, aren't behind the movement like it's it's just like, it's fucking crazy dude i've had to explain this to so many people 
it's like my mom died from lung cancer. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm really big into like, I, you know, everybody fucking hates cancer, but it like hits home for me. Right. So like when I hear about this shit, like I'm a little bit more of like a supporter to it. Like I, it fucking means something to me. Right. But it doesn't mean that other diseases aren't bad. Like it doesn't make, it doesn't, because my mom was had, like, she had lung cancer. It's not like, oh, well, I, I, I really stand for lung cancer. And somebody's like, oh, well, what about breast cancer? <laughs> Yeah, it's like the same shit. It's like no, they're all equally bad, but this means something to me, and that philosophy is just so just like devoid of some people to grasp. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fucking, it's just nuts. I don't know, dude. Like I have a lot of like black neighbors. Yeah, and they're all super nice. Yeah, but they're all like they're just people. Oh, but they're you're all, gonna say, but they're all. Just black. <laughs> They're all just black. <laughs> no, dude, it's like, it's fucking crazy. It's like, I, but it like makes you think because now I'm, it's like this, this complex that I'm in is a little bit more integrated. And I shouldn't say integrated, but there's like a lot of people from like a lot of different yeah, backgrounds. Yeah, it's definitely a mixed background, yeah. And I just, like putting myself in the mindset, like I always just look at people like people. Like, yeah, this person's a fucking asshole. This person's a fucking nice person. It's just, it's not like, yeah, that person's fucking black and that person's white. It's like, yeah. it just never, I never grasped that concept until like I really started to think about it and like try to get into the minds of people and like have dialogues about like, I've tried to like engage in dialogues with people that are, that are just like, oh, fuck black lives matter. And I never get an intellectual response. Like to, to like a serious question, like a simple question, like, well, like what, like what bothers you? <laughs> Do you about- change your tone like that too? This is like my my trying to be well, polite. Well, uh... Yeah, it's like it's like, it's like my dial back. Because the thing is, it's like when you engage in in a conversation, people are more likely to like get on the defensive and like be really like antagonistic if you put them on the defensive. Like if you come out aggressive, people are going to respond in an aggressive way. So I come out like a pussy, and, <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, I'm just like, well. Do you think you could just like explain to me like like why why you think it's a bad thing that equality is like being fought for right now? Like what's what's so bad about like everybody being like in one group? Like instead of like races, it's just people. And there's never a good response. There's never a good response. Nobody's ever like, well, fuck fuck black people. <laughs> it's like like how do you respond to that? It's like we're all it's oh my god! It's just so frustrating to deal with. I yeah, I've I, tried to stop having the conversations with people close to me that are just not getting it. But you gotta you gotta just sit down and do the work. You just gotta left no leave no problematic comment unchallenged because it's always that same thing. You'd be like, yeah, okay, but what do you think about this? And then you just. You, if you come in with hostility, they're going to meet you with hostility, and then it's just you yelling at shit that's not even logical. And then you just have two assholes yelling at each other. Which is what you don't want. Exactly. You want something to be constructive, which it never is, but whatever. This is two fucking crackers talking about this shit. We're trying. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But let's let's switch gears a little bit. Let's let's change the subject. I think we've fucking talked that to death. I mean, anybody, 
Listen, if you got this far and, and you're like anti Black Lives Matter, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> we might just forward that right to the front of this conversation. <laughs> I don't know how to edit in GarageBand yet, but maybe I'll just put it in the fucking beginning before the intro song. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, get the fuck out of here. You're not welcome. Eat a dick. <laughs> we're, we're an inclusive community. Until you get to that point. Until then you're not inclusive. Until and then we not. exclude you. <laughs> we want you on the outside looking in. <laughs> For sure. Exile. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dude, this is... You spent all week here. You really... Get the fuck out. Can you, can you go? When are you leaving? Can you get out of here? Uh, in a half hour when you my ride even, gets here. You don't even have a car here. I have 30 minutes left to play Ghost of Tsushima. There's <laughs> a whole lot of side missions. Dude, it's a lot of like, Mongols that need to be dispatched. I'll just be like fucking around and I'll hear you like tapping your wrist, like trying to find your vein to inject the Tsushima into you. <laughs> You're a fiend. Yeah, play games. I'm going to come over and play Ghost of Tsushima. Wait, before we stop talking about Ghost of Tsushima, do you know that famous painting of the wave? Yes, the Great Wave. Yeah, so the Great Wave, I'm pretty sure... So. Even though I love this game, and I am the Ghost of Tsushima, the guy, the Ghost of Tsushima, is completely fictional. He does not fend off the Mongols. You wouldn't say. I would have never guessed by how much history you know about it. The, what would fend it off the Mongols from Japan was that fucking wave. It was like a fucking <laughs> tidal wave. And the Japanese sees all these Mongol ships, and they're like on the beach, ready to take their Tonto daggers and seppuku themselves in the stomach and drag it across and let their organs fill out and then just die, right? A noble samurai death, not being killed or captured by the enemy. Because they knew they were so fucked. There were so many fucking ships. But then there was all these typhoons, and this fucking giant wave came in and completely wiped out Kublai Khan's invading force and just totally fucking destroyed it. And they're like, can you imagine being on the beach just ready to fucking face imminent doom from these foreign invaders and then a fucking wave just rolls right in and takes them all out. This turn of the guy nice, he's like, hmm, wonder what's for dinner. And then he's fucking <laughs> dead because he committed suicide yeah. a little too early. <laughs> You're like the only one left. You're like, oh, fuck. Shit. <laughs> I got a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> anyway, that's our show. Episode one in the books. Catch us next week on Variations in Normal.